You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. My name's John, here with my good friend Tiny. Hello. And uh, we're having a road game of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, not in our home studio or at my office. So going to be exciting to be in a new environment. Yeah, we're in John Long's office slash conference room slash lounge <laughs> slash <laughs> party central. I have a I have a nice office. It's palatial office. in here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we had to come. Thomas, who is a live studio audience, my 14-year-old son here. <laughs> And I had to come down and do a little work today at the office. So emphasis on little. Yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of work. So, uh, but we're recording this on February 29th, Leap Day, our first Leap Day show yeah. that we have had. And, and it's uh, going to be uh, the only one we have for four years. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even then, that may fall on a Sunday. So there's still a chance in four years. Yeah. If we are both still doing this. <laughs> Because I could expire, you know, I could have a heart attack any yeah. moment, and then that would just be the end of, well, it'd be the end of Tiny and John doing Earth Oddity. <laughs> I want you to carry on the legacy, though. I'll do my best. Find somebody else <laughs> to do it with. I would love to see the third eagle fill this seat. <laughs> oh, boy. You know? John Horton, too. John Horton's been a co-host a few times. I feel like he'd be logical to slide in. Dude, if we brought third eagle in, oh, we would be right up there with the... Uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah, right. I mean, think about it, what <laughs> yes. that would do. We've tried. To, I've tried to talk to him several times to come on, and he just won't do it. Well, is he? Is he afraid of like them? He knows finding that, out. He knows that they're listening, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So, he, but, I mean, he don't mind sharing all those secrets, air quotes here, all the the, the truth with us. Right. Yeah, the real truth. Yeah. Why yeah. Even though our phones are listening to us at all times. <laughs> yeah. Why won't he share the truth with everybody? Why Why are we special? I don't know. I don't huh. know. I, I can't answer that question. That's No one uh, can put themselves in the third eagle shoes. <laughs> no. You know, he's just his own man. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, that's got nothing to do. There's no, a lot of people no, who no. listen to that that are very confused, uh, <laughs> especially all our new listeners. And, but, uh, but we promise, we assure you, you are no more confused than we are. Right. Well, I just want to say, think of the biggest conspiracy theorist that you know, and uh, and that would be the third eagle. Yeah. <laughs> that I know, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. right. If you're listening to this, everybody's got one, right? We all got a conspiracy theory, buddy. If they don't, everyone should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes life super interesting. It does. It's super interesting. Uh, well, I got a few good stories today. I got an AI story. Okay. I got uh, one of those. Okay, cool. Got a story out of Arkansas. I got one of those. Star-crossed lovers. And uh, and then I got one more uh, potato story. Okay. Yeah. 
Everybody loves enough, potatoes. Never get enough potato stories. That's right. Potato stories are great. Um, so do you want to kick it off this week? Yeah, I'll kick it off. And this story is about six days old now. Okay. But this, uh, we recorded like the day before this story broke and we have to cover it. We can't not talk about it. Yeah. Mad Mike Hughes has perished. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's went on in to receive his reward. He has. Uh, and Hopefully. I was, <laughs> I was very surprised. I guess thinking back, I shouldn't have been. Yeah. Considering what he was into. I mean, yeah. he, he, he was a very dangerous stuntman, self-made exactly. stuntman. Limo driver, too. That's <laughs> not, limo driver. That's not slight. His Slash limo driver. amateur rocket scientist. That's right. Yeah. And flat earth truther. He was. Uh, speaking of the third eagle. A very you know? interesting guy. Oh, uh, maybe we could talk the third eagle into get, picking up where Mad Mike left <laughs> off. You know? <laughs> well... I mean, Third Eagle has kids. So. He does, but he's got like a thirty-acre compound there <laughs> yes. where he lives. We could we could launch some rockets off. We like landed on that apartment complex beside him. <laughs> well, anyway, this uh, story comes out of Barstow, California. A self-styled daredevil died Saturday after a rocket in which he launched himself crashed into the ground. A colleague and witness said. Mad Mike Hughes died after the homemade rocket crashed on private property near Barstow around 1.52 p.m. near Highway 247. The Daily Press of Victorville reported, Waldo Stakes, a colleague who was at the launch, said that Hughes, 64, was killed. It was unsuccessful and he passed away. He declined further comment. Oh. I feel like you could have given us a little bit more there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Other than rocket launch was unsuccessful. Mm, and that's a, yeah, you, you got to. You got to expound a little bit. Yeah, for like, all well, the, what happened? You the know, all uh, bad Mike maniacs out there <laughs> like uh, us. The rocket appeared to rub against a launch apparatus, which may have torn the parachutes that were attached to it. That'll do it if that's what happened. Yeah, uh, it just says that the rocket came straight down. Apparently, there were no parachutes that launched like, like they were supposed to. Oh. According to a San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department statement, the deputies were called to the event. A man was pronounced deceased after the rocket crashed in the open desert during a rocket launch. Again, no information there. It says that in March 2018, Hughes, who believed that the Earth is flat, propelled himself about 1,875 feet into the air before a hard landing in the Mojave Desert. My story is really incredible, Hughes told the AP at the time. It's got a bunch of storylines. The garage built thing. I'm an older guy. It's out in the middle of nowhere, plus the flat Earth. The problem is... It brings out all the nuts also, people questioning everything, and that's the downside to all of this. Oh, well. So, I mean, he's just throwing stones at the flat earth community right there. <laughs> I Which I, I said from the beginning, Mad Mike, he may have believed the flat earth, he may not have, but I do think all of that was just to get attention. Because right. you know how it is when you're trying to... Launch a rocket. <laughs> yeah, when you want to be a... A, a daredevil stunt man, and right. you're, you know, launching amateur rockets in the air. True. There's so many people doing stuff. You got to grab headlines somewhere. Yeah. So, rocket daredevil who believes the Earth is flat is building yeah. a rocket to prove it. That kind of it did exactly what he wanted it to do. It grabbed some headlines, and he made a little bit of a splash there for him for a little bit. He did, and you know, I I think I put this in the Facebook group when this post got put up. But I'm very woke that. <laughs> He was getting too close to the truth, and NASA took him out, right? <laughs> well, maybe. I do know You're telling that... me Mad Mike's not going to pack his parachutes right? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I do know that 
a plane flies at a higher altitude than sure. is not to make fun of his rocket. No. Because if someone told me to put together a rocket, right. I wouldn't know the first thing. Look, if you launch a rocket and you're in it like 50 feet off the ground, I'm going to be impressed. Eli brought home a rocket kit Ooh. from Hobby Lobby Ooh, one yeah. weekend. Yeah, those are cool. Well, you can have this one if you can find all the pieces no. because I was not smart enough to put a model together. <laughs> I think Hudson got one one time mm-hmm. and we just never finished putting it together. If I, we just trashed it. It's super hard. Yeah. I took a like summer school, summer program one mm-hmm. time and we built a rocket and launched it and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Except mine got stuck in a tree and it <laughs> pissed me off and I've never been the same since. Yeah, I remember we launched a, a little rocket in middle school science class, but we had a, a science teacher who was super into rocket yeah. models and right. he told us everything to do. And I'm pretty sure it was a simple rocket kit that we got. Yeah. Eli came home with this, and I was like, son, this is literally rocket science, (laughs) and you're expecting me to put this together? (laughs) The worst thing in the world is people who will buy your kids stuff that you have to work on. Yes. You know, like, oh, I got you this 700-piece model you need to put together, and your kid's all fired up, and you're like, I don't have the ability to do this, or the design, you know, and you just got to grit through it. I, I told Eli, I said, uh, if you want to launch this rocket, well, then you and Mimi and Paul, Paul, the three who brought this <laughs> exactly. into my house, exactly brought this science into my house, y'all are going to be the ones that are going to have to put this together and launch Which, it. You got to pull a, whoops, daddy stepped on your rocket. <laughs> oh, it's all broken. I'm so sorry, buddy. We'll get you another one one day. Not. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's what you got to pull. <laughs> but, you know, all that to say that, uh, Mad Mike, I think he was smarter than people give him credit for. Right. And I do think that the world is a sadder place without a sure. crazy character like Mad Mike used. Now, there have been rumblings that maybe there's an Earth Oddity curse because we tried to get him on the show and he <laughs> wouldn't did. come on. I don't I know. Had his, I had his phone number and we right. were texting back and forth there for a while about, I don't know, uh, about a year and a half ago. Right. Yeah. When we, we first had, did the story. We hadn't been doing the show all that long. Right. and. Those he was super saying. He was super excited to talk to us until he found out how that we were a very very small right. show. Yeah, and he just was like, "Hey, well, you know what? I got CBS coming out here to right. my garage tomorrow. I don't know if I'm have time." I'm saying, people are saying. <laughs> I mean, there's just been an undercurrent I picked up on of the Earth Oddity curse. Like, if you turn us down for an interview, you may die in a rocket accident. I don't know. We had nothing to do with it. No, but there may be an Earth Oddity curse out there. Maybe you know? I don't know. But, you know, I, I I hate it for the people who were close to Bad Mike. It's always sad to lose someone. It I hope is. he had his life in order and had, uh, you know, made the right decisions so that, uh, you know, maybe we can hang out with Mad Mike in heaven one day. <laughs> maybe. And we can look down on the flat earth and he can be like, see, I told all y'all jokers I was right. You know, yeah. that would be amazing. Be like, Did you take a rocket up here? Oh, what? no. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine, though, Tiny, like you're a thousand feet up in a rocket mm-hmm. and you hit the parachute button and it doesn't work. And That's you, a bad day. You got to trip back down to think about how it doesn't work. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. That is tough. The worst way to die is when you know you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know, I, I I want it to be unexpected, right? Um, I don't want to sit there and have to anticipate my death, like I fall off a cliff mm-hmm. or whatever. And on the way down, I'm like, well, this is it. All right, <laughs> I'm about to die. That's tough. 
Well, there's going to be a lot of people who who laugh at Mad Mike here, but I don't think that's the right. Nah, I mean, yeah. well, I said look, I said what I said a minute ago. I think that the world is a sadder place without right. it. Right. I think even if you have a different idea on the shape of the earth than mm-hmm. I do, I have no problem with you trying to prove it any way you want to. Because I ultimately, think, I was about to say whether you get whether you prove prove your theories correct or incorrect, you're getting data either way. Exactly. Science is furthered regardless. Yeah. And so I respect Mad Mike. I don't know how he walked around with the humongous balls that he had to do all this, but I mean, that, that's amazing. Yeah. If you were to try to convince me to build a rocket and launch myself into the air, I would be like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. So he's a special breed. Yeah. And, uh, and the world lost something. You know, we need more people that are willing to push the edge. You know, <laughs> we get out there and put themselves in harm's way just for fun or whatever. That's why the X games are highly rated and people <laughs> like to watch that stuff. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's do it. To uh, Arkansas, the diamond state. Shout out to Todd. He sent me this story. We've all had disagreements with our loved ones, with our significant other. Um, happens. That's true in right. that case. Yeah. I mean, it just happens. Right. Right. Well, the headline here reads, Arkansas couple arrested after shooting at each other during a cookout. Oh, no. Yeah. I told you I wanted my steak medium rare, you know? <laughs> he took it off a little early. This is from Little Rock. Well, actually, the story's dateline is out of Little Rock, but it's from Harrisburg. A couple is facing multiple felony charges after a night of grilling ended with a shooting. KATV content partner, Region 8 News reports. Danielle Duffel, who is 31, and Jeffrey Lee Drum, who is 51, he done robbed the cradle here, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Went down 20 years. He uh, he may just want to be thankful for what he's got, yeah. you know? <laughs> you don't need to. If you got a, a woman 20 years your junior, you don't go throwing bullets her way, right? Uh, there's not. There can't be a ton of those out there. No. They were grilling out in Duffel's backyard on Massengill Road Monday night with her four children when they got into oh, a car. Oh, that, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, he's <laughs> like, I'm tired of these daggum kids. <laughs> What's his name, Jeffrey? I don't have to listen to you, Jeffrey. You ain't my real daddy. <laughs> Poinsett County deputies say that Drum reportedly went to his car, got a gun, and began firing shots at Duffel and her children. Oh, no. Duffel admitted to deputies she told one of the children to go inside the house and retrieve her firearm. You go oh, get no. Not not run for safety. Yeah, not no. run for cover. Yeah. Go get my gun. Braxton, you go in there and get mama's gun. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> When the child returned with a thirty-eight special revolver, Duffel oh, no. told deputies she began firing shots into the air and in Drum's direction. Shouldn't have told authorities to. <laughs> just all only in the air. You know, you've only got six of those. I wouldn't fire any of them yeah, in the air. Right. Dunn was trying to leave the home when deputies arrived. Investigators found a bullet hole in the front left side of his vehicle. And according to court documents, there's a typo here. By the way, I read that sentence and it said. Dunn was trying to leave. It's supposed to be drunk. It's supposed okay. to be drunk. Just so people don't think I'm stupid. A judge found probable cause Tuesday to charge them and issued warrants for their arrest. Amazing you could find probable cause. Duffel and Drummer being held in the Poinsett County Detention Center awaiting arraignment. They face charges of aggravated assault on a family or household member, first degree endangering the welfare of a minor, 
and committing a terrorist act. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So well, it certainly terrorized me yeah. having to think about it. So <laughs> it's wild that the mom was like, let's not go to get cover or whatever. Yes. <laughs> like, you go get mama's gun. Golly. Jeffrey, go crazy again. He had too much to drink. Go get mama's gun. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's just such a terrible situation. I mean, I borderline feel bad laughing about it because somebody could have died, I guess. Oh, I'm surprised they're not charged with attempted murder in some way. I mean, you, you shoot a gun at somebody. Yeah. I definitely think that should be a charge you get. <laughs> right. And that's why I said she shouldn't have told authorities she shot it at him. Yeah. You know, like, I'm up in the air, you know. Maybe Man. maybe when I was pulling it down, I clicked one off in his direction, but not intentionally. Yeah, if I'm the judge, I'm like, you know, we'll lock them both up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, but they're in, like, the same detention center while they, like, see each other mm-hmm. or whatever and, in the chow hall. I'm not me- sure they mix <laughs> and mingle male and female prisoners, but in my mind, it yeah. would be awesome if they did. <laughs> and let me state for the record, I am, I'm honestly not bothered by the fact that she fired a gun back at the dude that was shooting at her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm bothered that she got her kids in on it. <laughs> right. She asked her kid to go retrieve yeah. said firearm. Yeah, you gotta no. you gotta send your kids to safety and exactly. then go get that yourself. Well, I think the moral of the story here is um, if you're grilling out, you better use charcoal. <laughs> yeah. All right, because if you're coming in here with some propane, somebody's going to get mad. All right, that's just the way it goes. Well, now you've done made Hank Hill, man. <laughs> uh, uh, kudos to Arkansas. You know, yeah. star-crossed lovers. This happens. Golly, you know, man. What would you do if? Tara drew down on you one day. I would just do my best to get away. I, I wouldn't. Would, I wouldn't fight back. If it got you know? to that point, I'd be like, "Just shoot me right now." I'm so tired of all of this. You know, <laughs> do me uh, a right, favor, right between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people, I would probably. Uh, well, I don't know what I would do. I have no idea what I would do in that situation. So. I've I've always thought it would be great to just start sharing the gospel with them because that usually gets people <laughs> to run away from you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I point a gun in my face. And I mean, like, <laughs> do, you, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? They just turn around and run. Oh, man. Well, our next story is about coronavirus. Okay. And cryptocurrency. Oh, two of my favorite things <laughs> pandemics and cryptocurrencies. Yes. Well, have you, I know you said that you, you said last week that you have purposely avoided any. Yeah. Coronavirus news right. to keep from freaking out. I saw a graph this morning with like the death rate for it. Yeah. And it was like really low. Like coronavirus yes. has got nothing on SARS. It's you know? very unimpressive. Yeah. But I hear a lot of people saying that the Chinese government's figures. Yeah. True. So maybe true. is like at true. one point it had a fatality rate of 2%. Now they're up to 4%. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, if they're at 8% next week, <laughs> maybe it is That's time tough. to start freaking out. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. But what I saw, I was like, man, this is like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Wofford playing Alabama in football. <laughs> right. <laughs> SARS would kill it. You well, know? also, it's like the flu. The flu kills a lot of people every year. True. It does. But, you know, it's typically not people with healthy immune systems right, who yeah. are able to. Yeah, no, know. that's the people we need to get out of society. <laughs> right. Weeding out the wheat. I disagree. That's a joke. On principle. <laughs> that's a joke, right? That's a joke. But uh, I was going to say if, uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say if socialized medicine has its say, <laughs> then yes, absolutely. 
if Barry Sanders gets his <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this comes from Decrypt.com. This cryptocurrency profits every time someone dies from coronavirus. Oh, wow. Interesting idea. Yeah. It says, while the world continues to fret about the coronavirus, a group of crypto enthusiasts has allegedly built a currency that allows holders to profit from the pandemic. Corona coin, according to a post on Reddit. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> it's perfect. It is. Yeah. It is. And now if I was the... <clears throat> Beer company, Corona, yeah. I'd be suing them. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to need a cut of this. Y'all can't just take my name. Anyway, it is a token that is built on Ethereum that goes up in value the more people the virus kills and infects. The project, according to Sonny Kemp, an admin for the Corona Coins Telegram group, was informed by programmers and activists on 4chan, the controversial forum that helped spawn the hacker collective anonymous. <laughs> We developed the world's first blockchain that tracks the spread of the virus based on its token supply. The token supply started at 7.6 billion as world po population, world population yeah. yes, and is burned every two days to keep up with official WHO statistics, said Kemp. The company's website promises to donate funds to the Red Cross to help efforts to stop the virus from spreading. So how does it work? The token supply is based on the world population. Every 48 hours, the token is burned to reduce supply in line with reports of the coronavirus's spread. The deflationary measure is designed to push up the value of the remaining coins as more are burned. The benefit of documenting the spread of the virus on Ethereum blockchain is that it is uncensorable. People behind the Great Firewall can view the real death statistics by checking on our token contract on etherscan.io. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. The front page of the website has an interactive map tallying the total number of infections at the time of writing. It is at 71,030. According to Etherscan, there are nearly 600 addresses that have bought Corona Coin. Huh. The team took nine days to build the project and are currently developing a strategy game that uses the token. That's hilarious, by it the is. way. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> We intend to launch tip bots so people can spread coronavirus on social media. This will help build public awareness. The portion of funds raised will go to charity. This is our goal, to spread awareness and help fight the virus. For example, we are currently in talk with a biochemist who is working to develop drugs to fight the virus. These are the kinds of partnerships we want to build. After that, it just goes to talk about crypto coin in general and also coronavirus. Would you do you plan on investing in Corona Coin? No, I think it's wild. You would be rooting for people to die so the value of <laughs> your money would go up. You know? Yeah, but then again, I I guess that's what Halliburton does. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm I'm very skeptical of crypto coins, right? Uh, except for Odd Coin, our <laughs> crypto coin. Yes, uh, all the others are. I just have the feeling that people would defraud you so easily, right? And then what are you going to do about it? I mean, yeah, nothing, nothing. Right? Yeah. So maybe when I become a you know one percenter or whatever, <laughs> right, right, I'll start getting into crypto coin. But I don't know. And I don't know, like, what kind of person sits around and goes, you know what would be cool? Let's create this cryptocurrency, and we burn it based off of how many people die from this virus every year. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I don't, I guess if you're the last one standing, you're super rich, but you're the only person left, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you do. Can you invert that? Could you make a coin that goes up in value the more people are on planet Ooh, Earth? Yeah, like a birth rate coin? <laughs> yeah, birth coin? A birth coin. That's <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to get... Which again, I mean, the only, I mean, it says it goes up in value, but really they're just saying it goes up in scarcity. Yeah, right. Because something is only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. Absolutely. Which would, I guess, in this case, come down to real-time strategy gamers who need this coin yes. to play whatever play game what it is they're developing. The the pandemic, you know, yeah. panic game. Uh-huh. I don't know. But I'm not getting in on Corona coin. Right. No. Unless I can buy beer with it. <laughs> I'm, I might get some if... Uh, if you need some to play the next Resident Evil game. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. I've played a game before where I spent real money on fake stuff, and I regret it to this day. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. I regret it so much. It's just like, hey, John, you you were dumb. Now, it was fun. I had yeah. a lot of fun. But you're like, wow, what did that 20 bucks get, get me? <laughs> the okay. worst, I, I feel like, and this is just my experience, the worst is mobile games. Oh, yeah. Because... It's so easy. Now, I might buy a game on a digital copy of a video game. I've, I've done a, a, that a little bit. Yeah. Or uh, I think there was there was some like downloadable con DLC that yeah. I wanted. I spent some money on that. But when you have like a mobile game and they're like, oh, you need more uh, Angry Bird Crystals to right, get this going. or whatever. Yeah. It's... Oh, my goodness. You feel... I mean, you you're the one that does it, but you feel so ripped off. I know. I can. I know. I'm proud to say I have only watched commercials to get the free stuff. To get the stuff. That's what yeah. I've done with Subway Surfer. <laughs> right. I'd be lying if I would say I had never spent <laughs> a little money on a mobile game before. Yeah. And yeah, I, was, I, I look at it right now, and I'm like, man, that's really dumb, John. You know why would you do that? I work with a guy who I think it was like his her his daughter's boyfriend or husband or something yeah he spent five grand on a mobile game oh yeah yeah and i'm just like for a game on your phone that's ridiculous the dude who we bought my car from so it's been a while ago Mm -hmm. since been arrested for rape by the way just thought i'd throw that out there (laughs) i got a whole another wild story about a dude who cut my hair one time the next week he got arrested for like soliciting a minor Oh, yeah, man. Gave me one of the greatest haircuts I've ever had. <laughs> really? He was great. And when he gets out, I might go back and see him. I don't know. <laughs> Horrible person, but I tell you what, he knows how to cut he, hair. He did a good job. But he was like on the final level of Candy Crush. Like he saw Deidre play. And, you know, you go buy a car and it's like the worst experience of your right. life. And they take all day and, oh, let me go talk to the sales manager. Dude was just playing Candy Crush where we were waiting to hear back if we were going to get the price we wanted. <laughs> or saw Dieter play it. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm on the last level. And I was like, how did you, like, how much time have you devoted? He was like, oh, dude, I'll just buy the stuff. He's like, I probably got $1,500 tied up in it. Oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, man, okay, all right. Well, good for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, shout out to that dude. Maybe he's listening to us. Yeah. I don't know if he was ever convicted. He got arrested. Yeah. So play a game that uses game shark codes. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's dude, that's old school. That's okay. Game Shark was the uh, predecessor to the game genie back okay. in the sixteen bit days. So. Okay, all right. Well, let's talk about AI. We've been big on AI. Uh, we have been. We're we're both very terrified afraid of AI. Of AI. Yes. Well, 
AI's coming out to help us right now. Okay. Just an encouraging AI story for all our listeners. Artificial intelligence yields a new antibiotic. Oh, all right. Yeah. Using a machine learning algorithm, MIT, which is like super nerd school, <laughs> uh, yes. researchers have MIT researchers have identified a powerful new antibiotic compound. In laboratory tests, the drug killed many of the world's most problematic disease-causing bacteria, including some strains that are resistant to all known antibiotics. Huh. It also cleared infections in two different mouse models. So AI versus superbugs. Yeah. The AI is winning. Right. Yeah. And like I said before we went on air, like we are and have been since the fall of man in an ongoing battle against bacteria. Right. And now we're employing robots. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to the bacteria <laughs> yes. clone war is what's happening. <laughs> right. The computer model, and this is like, this is from Science Daily, so this is like super nerdy article. Uh I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm sure I'll understand every word of it. You probably will. (laughs) The computer model, which can screen more than 100 million chemical compounds in a matter of days, is designed to pick out potential antibiotics that kill bacteria using different mechanisms than those of existing drugs. We wanted to develop a platform that would allow us to harness the power of AI to usher in a new age of antibiotic drug discovery, says James Collins, the Terber Professor of Medical Engineering and Science at MIT's Institute for Medical Engineering and Science and Department of Biological Engineering. Super nerd title right there. (laughs) Yeah. Our approach revealed this amazing molecule, which is arguably one of the most powerful antibiotics that's ever been discovered. In their new study, the researchers also identified several other promising antibiotic candidates, which they plan to test further. They believe the model could also be used to design new drugs based on what it has learned about chemical structures that enable drugs to kill bacteria. So... Basically, AI is going to cure everything for mm-hmm. us, and that's good to know. My two questions are, uh, what's it going to taste like? Because I need to know how bad my kids are going to fight me when it's time for them to take <laughs> is it. Is it going to be bubblegum yeah. flavored? Can we make it bubblegum flavored? <laughs> and number two, uh, when is AI going to develop a new pain pill for people to get addicted to down here in the South? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. When does AI... Decide that we are the bacteria. That Very needs good to point. Be, that Very, needs to be eradicated. Very good point. That uh, that's coming. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. And then it'll I mean, be like bacteria and AI just living on Earth together in harmony. I, I've said this before on the show, but for anyone any new listeners that haven't heard this, I'm going to say it again. I believe there's going to be this awesome wonderful golden age of technology yeah. where it just the sky's the limit and everybody has a super wonderful life and you know everyone's got a PlayStation 32 or whatever <laughs> but after that when the machines get tired of dealing with us and putting up with our crap it's going to be bad yeah oh yeah <laughs> so bad <laughs> absolutely so if you're like really into biomedicine yeah uh, you should definitely check out this article. You know, we'll, we'll have it linked in the show notes uh, because it's it's interesting. It's a mm-hmm. little too deep for me to read because I'm going to mangle all kind of words <laughs> in it. But it's fascinating. But that, basically, an AI has developed a antibiotic yeah, that, that is, is, is extremely potent right. and good for people. And bacteria hasn't figured a way around it yet. And it's uh, maybe it can help cure some illnesses. Or treat some illnesses that bacteria causes. 
and we're just going to take this drug that yeah. uh, oh, yeah. the robot put together for exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> now, you want to talk about the anti-vaxxers <laughs> <laughs> getting mad about yes. this? I want to think about a robot drug they're going to get. I might be with them on this. <laughs> oh, no. I'll take it. I put way worse in my body. I'd say, you'll take anything, though. <laughs> right. I mean, let's just see what happens. Yes. You know, I'm taking stuff Cletus has put together in a trailer before, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not too worried about a robot drug. You know, so Cletus or Doombot thirty nine. Exactly, you're gonna go with Doombot. I'll, I'll go with either one. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just never know what's gonna happen. Yes, like I'm the Mad Mike of, <laughs> of, of, of drugs, uh, of substances. <laughs> <laughs> I push the envelope as far as the mind and body will take me. Yeah, yeah, and I'll come crashing to Earth one day. <laughs> right, you know that's gonna happen. Well, John, I've got a another artificial intelligence story, and I know that we have you know talked at length on this show about the dangers and the fears regarding AI. Yeah, we just talked about it a minute ago. Yeah, and I, but you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Could be. Could be. Not likely. <laughs> True, <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to put everyone's fears to ease. The Pentagon promises to use artificial intelligence for good and not evil. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, we can trust our government. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why couldn't you? Sure. This comes from Military Times. The military has its eye on artificial intelligence solutions to everything from data analysis to surveillance, maintenance, and medical care. But before the Defense Department moves full steam ahead into an AI future, they're laying out some ethical principles to live by. I'm sure okay. they're going to hold these sure. and not break them. Absolutely. There's, I'm sure that uh, they are going to be set in stone. Well, you know, it's like when they figured out the technology to listen into phone calls. They never have <laughs> no. abused that. Right. I mean, we yes. got laws that keep them from doing that. Never would. They very, very quickly had what was it? FISA courts or whatever, sure, right, which were yeah. courts that no one knew about, right? And no one testified at, true. And no one, yeah. Basically, it seems <laughs> like a I don't know because it's so secret, like a rubber <laughs> yeah. stamp organization to go uh, to get around some laws. Well, it seems like a bunch of people all met together and yeah. had like, okay, can we listen in on this conversation? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay, well, this court said that we can exactly. we can listen in on it, so yeah. we're going to. Yeah, so I'm sure everything's on the up and up here. Yeah. Defense Secretary Mark Esper signed off on five guidelines in a memo released Monday. The United States, together with our allies and partners, must accelerate the adoption of AI and lead in its national security applications to maintain our strategic position, prevail on future battlefields, and safeguard the rules-based international order, said Esper. AI technology will change much about the battlefield of the future, but nothing will change America's steadfast commitment mm. to responsible and lawful behavior. Yeah. Oh, well. Nothing will I'm change that. I full confidence in our government. Nothing, nothing will change that. No. America's steadfast commitment to right. responsible and lawful behavior. Sure. Because we're not, you know, constantly replacing people <laughs> with a different scale of morals at all times <laughs> right. a, on all levels of our government. <laughs> so I'm sure everything will stay exactly like it is yeah. right now. Yeah. The list is the result of a 15th-month study by the Defense Innovation Board, which is made up of academics and executives in tech and business who presented their proposed principles in a public forum at Georgetown University in October. 
According to Esper's Monday memo, the Pentagon pledges that its AI efforts will be one responsible. Sure. Only responsible AI efforts. Only. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Two, equitable. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that means uh, <laughs> that I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. what equitable means. Like, I want to say, does that mean they're not going to spend too much money on it? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 It's, it's sort of like fair. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Okay. Number three, traceable. Okay. I believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're definitely yeah. going to do that. We're already building a warehouse for this somewhere <laughs> yes. for the houses, all the servers. <laughs> okay. Number four, reliable. Yeah. I believe that too. I don't know. I've seen the government war. I've seen <laughs> well, the post office before. That's a good right? point. And the VA. Right. <laughs> I take that back. Yeah. Okay. And number five, governorable. 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 Okay. Absolutely, they're going to... Sure, somebody's going to be in charge of it. Until it gets too smart and decides it don't want to be governed anymore. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you got to pull the plug. <laughs> in short, any technology's development and operation should be carefully developed and used, have safeguards against bias in data analysis. Well, you know, you got to make sure that yeah. you're uh, bombing people and not just empty desert, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be auditable, to find the sources of mistakes and correct them, have narrowly <laughs> defined parameters for use, and have backup plans for shutdown in case something goes wrong. Hmm. That's that pulling the plug you were talking yeah, about. Right. Quote, we owe it to the American people and our men and women in uniform to adopt AI principles that reflect our nation's values of a free and open society. Okay. Big on that open part. Yeah, I like the open part. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. I don't know that the government's so all in on being open as we want them They're to be. They're not as open as they would like us to think they yeah, are. Right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lieutenant General Jack Shanahan, head of the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, told reporters Monday, this runs in stark contrast to Russia and China. We're way better than oh, them, yeah, by the way. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> His use of AI tech for military purposes raises serious concern about human rights, ethics, and international norms. Oh, okay. Russia and China, they're they're being bad with their AI. Sure. Okay. Yeah. They're not good like us over here. Right. We're only using our AI for good stuff. <laughs> That's right. They're, Russia and China, they're being a little bad with <laughs> China, for example, has used its facial recognition AI technology to surveil its citizens' public activity. Sure. I'm sure that's never happened over no, here. No, no, there's no. <laughs> the NSA is never doing that, right? No. Yeah. I mean, they just want our emails and maybe our text messages yeah, and maybe our call conversations. Yeah. They wouldn't ever use facial no. facial recognition to track us no. out in, in open. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. Quote, I do not believe that China or Russia are having any sort of conversation like we're having today, Shanahan said, taking questions from the press in a public broadcast. The White House is scheduled to release its own set of principles this summer. Can't wait to hear those. Sure. <laughs> Our intentions are clear. We will do what it takes to ensure that the U.S. military lives up to our nation's ethical values while maintaining and strengthening America's technological advantage. DOD is at the ground floor of its AI journey, according to Shanahan. So there are few concrete examples of AI technology that will be subject to these principles. The okay, hold on. Yeah. They said they're on the ground floor. That means they're probably about 
15 stories <laughs> that up. means they're halfway up. Yeah, yes. right. They started in an underground bunker. <laughs> they're just now breaching the surface where they surface where they need to tell everybody about it. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Just want to get on record for that one. Absolutely. The JAIC, his organization, has been working, developing a tool for UH-60 Blackhawk helicopter maintenance, he said, as well as some cyber defense technology and solutions to make military health care more efficient. That's all they're doing. Sure. They just want to fix their helicopters and, and, and treat the vets better yeah, at the right. VA. I'm all for that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one past project, dubbed Maven, made headlines in 2018 when Gizmodo reported that Google had been quietly allowing DOD access to a software program that could use AI to recognize objects in drone footage. Some Google employees were dismayed to find that their employer was potentially helping the military hone in on human targets. We would be doing these AI ethics principles regardless of the angst in the tech industry, Shanahan said, and sometimes I think the angst is a little hyped, but we do have people who have serious concerns about working with the Department of Defense. In hindsight, he said secretly launching Project Maven would not line up with new ethical principles. So, you remember Project Maven? Yeah, they made a made a splash there for a few days. Yeah, made made a lot of nerds away. A lot of nerds at Google (laughs) upset about that. (laughs) Yes, if we would have had these AI ethics principles three years ago, and our starting point with one of the big tech companies was that. And we were transparent about what we were trying to do and why we were trying to do it. Maybe we would have had a different outcome, he said. Hmm. So this, he's like, y'all calm down. This isn't Project Maven. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, we're all, everything's on the up and up. We have these ethical principles now. That's right. And we could have never done Project Maven now (laughs) that we've had these ethics that we didn't have then. That's what he's saying, right? Uh, Sure. We just want to fix our helicopters and and make the VA better. And make the VA better. (laughs) You know, I would say... Wholesale across the board, the people in our military are excellent. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Um, Agreed. I don't trust the people who are in charge of the military. That's my problem with (laughs) all this, right? There's this old saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I don't think it matters if it's, uh, you know, if it's this guy. Yeah. Or if it's some dictator somewhere. Or even me and you, you yeah. take any human person, you give them enough authority and enough power, right? you're going to see them misuse it somewhere along the way. Yes. Now, I would like to think that if I was in that position, I would maybe misuse my power to get a free bag of M&Ms every now and again. <laughs> but it would probably be way worse than that. Any human person yeah. can, have, can be corrupted. Have you ever read about... The uh, experiment they did, in, it's back in the 60s, maybe 70s at Stanford. I can't I remember. I already know what it. you're talking about. Like, you're talking about like, the Stanford prison experiment? Yeah, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, where they give the, all they did was like <laughs> gave these people sunglasses and told them they were in charge. And yeah. the other people, hey, you're inmates. And just like, and we're going to pretend yeah. that the guard, that there's guards and inmates here in this lower wing of this right. building or whatever. Yeah. And it turned into like Lord of the Flies immediately. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, we are doomed as a society. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of when we talk about giving somebody power. Uh-huh. You know, the, uh, the, not necessarily power, but authority. You mm-hmm. know, authority with power would probably be the better way to put it. Right. You know? 
They had to quit the experiment because yeah, right. they were like beating people. Exactly. Yeah. It went, I tell you, it went south so fast. They were tying folks in chairs and yeah. leaving them in rooms that with no like heat. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Or the police, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or the guards and you're the inmates. <laughs> and this is the power structure. And I have all the power. I have all the authority and you have none. So I'm going to abuse that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, surely this will all be fine with the AI stuff. Well, uh, they've got this set of ethics here, so there's nothing to fear. Yeah, it it no. won't be like that at all. No. no. Now, on one hand, I'm all for robot wars. You know, <laughs> like as soon as we can get that going, I'm all for it. You know, yeah. but we got to figure out how to keep the robots from ganging up, like meeting in the battlefield and going, hey, you know what? You know, it really sucks in this situation. The people sending us out to shoot at each other. So let's go shoot them. Let me let's do a little thought experiment for a minute. Have you ever read the graphic novel Watchmen? No, I haven't. Are you familiar with it at all? Yeah, I know there's like uh did they make a movie out of it? They did make a movie here yeah. about it a while back. And but I think now it's a series it. it's now it's a series on HBO, which okay. I haven't watched or yeah, anything. I don't know, yeah. Okay, basically, uh there's these uh there's one guy who's like Superman. He has, you know, all the he has superpowers and he's the only one. Yeah. But there's these other people who dress up as heroes. Bottom line, it takes place during the Cold War, and you know America and Russia are fixing to nuke, nuke each other. Sure. And in order to stop that from happening, one of the heroes uh, bombs New York City or something like that, and he blames Dr. Manhattan, the superhero, ah. in order to get America and you know, Russia, Russia to unite against him. I got you. And then they uncovered this plot, this conspiracy, but Dr. Manhattan goes along with it right. because they're not going to get him. He's, you know, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. And now Russia and America are allies now. Sure. Do we need to invent an even eviler AI it's, <laughs> so that we can ally with the other AI well, and keep them from taking us out? Potentially, but... <laughs> Based on conversations I've had with Third Eagle, <laughs> yeah, all the alien stuff is coming out now to oh, unite the world okay. against the aliens. Yeah, right? yeah. So we're all gonna one world government's coming. Okay, you know because we gotta fight the aliens. Right. Yeah. So that's what all that. So about. we just gotta convince the AI that this the aliens, yeah, the that, aliens are the are, that are the bad guys, not humans. No, no, it's the aliens. It's the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you feel about potatoes, Tiny? I love potatoes. Me too. One of my favorite foods. I love potatoes. Very versatile food. I mean, you can mash them, you can fry them, you can bake them, mm -hmm. you know, scallops. I love I love potatoes, right? Potato burger, potato sandwich. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> potatoes is, is where it's at. Yeah. Right? Shout Ash out. browns. Yeah. Shout out to all our listeners in Idaho. Yeah. Unfortunately... Putting potatoes up your butt won't cure hemorrhoids, <laughs> doctors say. Oh, now, have they tried this? <laughs> My very first question. Let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah. I haven't even read this. Now, shout out to Stan. He put this up in the Facebook group, <laughs> yes. and Todd sent it to me as well. My first question is, and I haven't read it, may address it in the article. We're talking like a, a like a potato wedge, right? Not like the whole thing. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they might be new potatoes. Maybe so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like that. I don't like the idea of new potatoes either. <laughs> no, I'm not a huge new. Potato <laughs> if anything's guy. going, it needs to be like a shoestring French <laughs> yeah, fry. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like those ones from Freddy's. <laughs> so <laughs> they are. Yeah, let's talk about the best French fry. You know, 
I'm going McDonald's, McDonald's steel. I'm going McDonald's steel. <laughs> Need to lay off the salt, right? That's going to sting a little bit. You're going to have to lay off the salt <laughs> on the potato before I go putting it up there, right? <laughs> right. It's going to sting. Absolutely. All right. So the article begins, potatoes only belong in one human hole. <laughs> the nose, of course. <laughs> Uh, if you've never snorted a line of mashed potato, <laughs> instant mashed potatoes, you haven't lived. <laughs> Doctors are starting to get very concerned about people who subscribe to a dangerous home remedy touted on numerous websites, which involves inserting a potato into the rectum. <laughs> this is this has 4chan written all over it. <laughs> we haven't even uh, gotten to that. John's already <laughs> yeah. debunked the case. He's already <laughs> cracked it. Credible medical professionals are emphasizing that this will not, in fact, help with hemorrhoids. There is no medical evidence that putting frozen potatoes inside the anus can cure piles, which is another name for hemorrhoids. Okay. So I would urge caution to anyone thinking of doing it. Dr. Diana Gall tells Wales Online, noting that those suffering from the condition can attempt to treat it at home in a number of ways, but sticking frozen spuds up their butt is not one of them. <laughs> so they got to be frozen. I feel like you want to bake it first. You know? <laughs> so it's soft and mushy? Yeah, right, yeah. Bake it and then freeze it. Maybe just bake it, let it cool down a little bit. You don't want to go straight yeah, like, out of the temple. You want it room temperature at least. Right, you don't want to just unwrap it out of the temple and try that. <laughs> she doesn't go into detail on the possible consequences of the at-home remedy, but one would think that there are enough cautionary tales to discourage such efforts. Well, now, hold on. I mean, if you're going to say people don't need to do this, you need to tell us at least a few of why? those consequences. Yeah, right. You got to tell us why. So hemorrhoids often go away on their own after a few days, but there are some tried and trusted ways to keep them at base, she says. Besides frozen potatoes. Yeah. Okay. You should drink plenty of fluids and maintain a fiber-rich diet and try having regular warm baths to ease itching and pain. That sounds way better than potatoes. <laughs> Does it now? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> If home treatments don't work, she added, those with hemorrhoids should go to the doctor and not begin prescribing to increasingly outlandish cures instead out of embarrassment. So what she's saying is go talk to your doctor. Yeah, even if you're it's even still if you're uncomfortable yeah. conversation to have with your doctor. Mm -hmm. Which to me the doctor is the best person to have uncomfortable <laughs> conversations with. Because that's just what they that's what they get paid for. Right. Like you go to school for eight years to listen to me talk about what's going on with my mm -hmm. butt, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's so. just the way it works. Yeah. You know, sorry. And you're going to have to look at it. And I know this isn't the discussion that we're having here right now, but I do know that there is a big discussion about like AI, like we were talking about a minute ago, and if robots will replace doctors at some point. Yeah. Maybe that's a good idea. It's not a bad for idea. Situations yeah. just like this. Not a bad idea. It'll be tough for some people to get an Oxycontin prescription from a robot, though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can hack it. True. True. Well, you got one just like slinging them left and right. <laughs> I, say, I hacked my son's Wii U like nobody's business. Now that thing will play anything. So, <laughs> so she goes on and says, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Strange as it sounds, a poultice made from grated potato is astringent and soothing. So this is kind of how it got started. Mm -hmm. 
insert the frozen potato slice in your anus and leave it inside for 30 seconds. Only 30 oh, seconds. Come on, what kind that of don't good, even count. What kind of good are you? That's like a Friday night <laughs> where you're feeling adventurous. That's not going to fix nothing. That doesn't even count. Uh, repeat the process for three to five days. Uh, the next three to five days, leave the slice inside for 30 seconds more each time. So you can work so your way to work to your a way couple minutes with it in there. <laughs> the potatoes have astringent properties and help relieve the pain and itchy sensation, which usually happen with this condition. While the ice cold potato constricts the blood vessels, reduces the swelling, and relieves your pain instantly. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time doctors have needed to beg people to not insert food into a non-mouth orifice. (laughs) Over the summer, some British women needed a reminder that inserting ice pops, which I assume are popsicles, into their vagina does not help them cool off. (laughs) Oh, guys. So, (laughs) no potatoes up the butt, you know. I mean... Unless you're just looking for a good time. It's not going to help your hemorrhoids. <laughs> Although the doctors didn't go on to say why that's not a good idea. Yeah, so, yeah right. I don't know. Just consult with your robot doctor yeah. first, but maybe yeah. you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I do want to point out that this story came from Britain. Right. So this is what you get with socialized medicine. <laughs> 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 this is what Barry Sanders wants y'all to have if he gets elected. Yes. <laughs> uh, somebody in the group, and I know this is a story that we didn't talk about, but uh, there's a, a joke about Barry Sanders running for president because a bunch of people got mad at Garth Brooks. Yeah, who's playing a show in Detroit. <laughs> for wearing a, a Barry Sanders right. uh, jersey. jersey. And Barry Sanders also went to Oklahoma State, where he won the Heisman, where yeah. Garth Brooks went to school, too. Right. So, big Barry Sanders guy. But anyway. People thought it was a Bernie Sanders <laughs> jersey, because his number was 20 when he played for the Lions. Because I don't know about you, but when I see a football jersey, I immediately think, I immediately think Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it did say Sanders 20, you know, looking at it from the back, right? right. But it just goes to show how stupid people are. Yes. They would think that. And, and like, if you're a Trump supporter, you know, like if you're on the Trump train, these are the people that are on there with you. The people (laughs) who got confused about it, you know? Yeah. But if I was one of the people who got confused, I'd be like, well, I quit watching football when they started kneeling during the national anthem. Right. And then just play dumb. (laughs) That doesn't matter that Barry Sanders, like, retired in, like, 1998 (laughs) or something. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know who it was, but somebody in the group posted, uh, like, when he's elected president, he's going to redistribute. uh, Tom Brady? Yeah, Tom Brady's Super Bowl wins. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Like, if you like, well, I don't, you know, there's probably not a lot of kids listening to us. But if you'd like football, you need to go to YouTube and just Google, or YouTube Barry Sanders highlights, (laughs) and it will blow you away. He's phenomenal. And played on some of the crappiest teams. Mm-hmm. I think he only made the playoffs once in his whole career. And I feel bad for him because he was a great athlete. And uh, big Jehovah Witness, too, by the way. People don't know that. Ooh, so Probably a good dude then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an excellent guy. And very funny and affable. You know, good personality. And I he, bet people would be much more likely to open up their door and invite that dude in. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If he's going to hand you a watchtower, you're taking it from him. <laughs> but uh, he also, uh, he retired like 
peak of his career, too. Mm-hmm. Just one day, I was like, nah, I'm done. Right. Yeah, I'm done. He could have played for probably another five, six years. And just decided he was done. And there has been a rumor, you know, like every, well, really has died down now, but for like the 10 decade after, it's always like, Barry's coming back this year. <laughs> right. He's going to come back this year. And he's like laid up in his house in Oklahoma, like, I ain't going to do nothing. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Got things like I like it. I'm a huge Sanders fan. Huge <laughs> Sanders fan. All right. We want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl. Buy you blended spice for all of their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for potatoes. <laughs> Big potato-centric show right there on CajunCurl.com. Spice up your hemorrhoids. <laughs> Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well on chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Might just sprinkle it right on your bone there. <laughs> the spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing, and it's easy to use, and it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. And also, as a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, and you should not take <laughs> any of my advice seriously. Consult your robot doctor first. Yes, consult your physician. Uh, if you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade chips with Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll find recipes on there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it today. Here locally in our area, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly over on Lurley Wallace in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Or, or your bum. Or your bum. From <laughs> my might, experience. It might burn your bum. I got a tough bum. <laughs> uh, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's the letters E, O, P, and 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amazing. All right. All right, John. Well, we got another voicemail. Uh, absolutely. Most Somebody popular way to, Most popular way to contact <laughs> yes. us. It's amazing. We're thinking of adding a second line just from the volume <laughs> of calls coming in. Yep. Yep. Let's see what she had to say. Hi, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline in Canada. Uh, I'm not going to correct your grammar this time. Uh, you did a good job, and so I need to apologize for my faux pas of uh, pointing out that illustrated is not a word. I'm sorry. It's the first time in my life I've ever been wrong, and my <laughs> husband will agree. Um, I just wanted to let you know, uh, actually right now I'm on my way to pick up a pizza for supper, and it is half Hawaiian and half not Hawaiian because my husband 
feels that pineapple on pizza is a disgrace, and I disagree. He's a wise uh, man. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to say, yes, I want a sticker, by the way. I will email you my address. And, yes, you should put up a Patreon page. Absolutely. I would subscribe. I love you guys. Your show was awesome. And it was awesome today. Uh, when you mentioned who sent in the uh, article about the toe-sucking, that would be me. And uh, when you were wondering if it was said in Canada, no, it was not. It was said in the U.K., but I see how you can make that uh, that distinction, or you can't make that distinction, uh, you know, all <laughs> colonies, etc. Right. Uh, Tiny, watch Trailer Park Boys. Uh, it's a fabulous show. It's set about an hour from where I live, and uh, it's hilarious and amazing and the guys that work on it are super nice highlight of the show was listening to tiny's reaction during the biting of the penis story that was priceless. uh and also a last note tomorrow is my payday so i'm actually going to go and invest me in me some uh cajun curl spice because i haven't bought any yet and i keep meaning to and tomorrow's payday and i have no excuse anyway five star show uh, I'd leave a review if I could, but I already have, and I don't know if they have a problem with people leaving more than one review. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to let you know, you guys are awesome, keep up the good work, and I can't wait until next uh, Wednesday when I get to listen to you on my commute again. Okay, bye. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for amazing. calling in. That is an yeah. amazing voicemail. Thank you so much. Uh, Jacqueline is slowly... I mean, she's trying to get into the Listener Hall of Fame. I think know? she's there. I mean, yeah, she's on the cusp. <laughs> yes. you know, maybe a little bit more work to do. She's still relatively new, you know, so <laughs> just got to see if she's got the longevity. But I, I feel like she's going to be first ballot when it's time to vote. And she's absolutely right. Geography is hard. So Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, we Americans tend to, we, <laughs> we only focus on Americans, yes. you know, and it's like, uh, everybody in the, in the world knows who our president is, is, and we only know like maybe one other president, you know, <laughs> it's worse than that because when someone, you know, when someone from a foreign land comes to visit us and they want to tell us who their president is, we're like, like, we don't care. Yeah, no, no, I don't care. I don't need to know that. You know? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we don't know the difference between like a uh, Commonwealth of the Crown or whatever Canada might <laughs> right. be, and uh, but you know we kind of got out of paying attention to Britain. I was about to say seventeen seventy six. I mean they tried to come back, but we gave another glass of shut up juice in eighteen twelve <laughs> and told them to go on about their way. You know, so, yeah, yeah. We have a policy here in America: no more kings. <laughs> Although there have been politicians. Oh yeah, who have maybe tried to bring that back a little. So yeah, right. The only king that matters in the United States is Martin Luther King, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> this is the last day of Black History Month. Got he that is. in there, right? Yeah. Shout out to Martin Luther King. Yep. You know, I go down to Selma, and I'm like a block away from the church he spoke at down there. Selma's an amazing city, by the way. People mm-hmm. don't know that. Uh, needs a little bit of uh, economic help. Uh, but I really love the town of Selma. A lot of history. Just commercial for Selma, Alabama right here. No free ads. Okay, Selma, I expect a check in the mail. Just giving their government. They might just cut me one. I don't know. All right, we want to read a review? Sure. We got a review from Colton. Ah. All right. Or just Colton. <laughs> yeah. And I can't see the whole headline. It, like, cuts off. Yeah, Um uh, they do that. 
It just, well, I'll just read it. It just says, my dad said they were funny. H dot dot dot. I don't know what the <laughs> dot dot H dot 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 means. Yeah. Uh, five stars. My dad told me about a show called Earth Oddity. He told me the hosts, Tiny and John, were some of his good friends from their hometown where they grew up. He told me they were the funniest people he ever met. He was right. The old dad was right. That is right. <laughs> now, I see a bunch of odd stuff in the internet. Easy there, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> and want to tell Tiny and John all about it. I well, told, we want to hear all about it, Colton. Absolutely. I told them that they should get a TikTok account so they can do stuff. They might need to file a restraining order on me because I'm crazy for their show. My dad wishes to remain anonymous by Colton. <laughs> I might bleep his last name there. Well, Colton, I'll tell you what, you got a great dad. You do. And uh, we're, Colton, we're related through my wife because Deidre and oh, wow. Thig Pen are like, that's cousins right. Or yeah. Yeah. So, and Diggy and I in scouts together growing up, you know, mm -hmm. great dude. So, you should be proud of your dad. You got a real good dad. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, he has an excellent taste in comedy shows yeah, right. on the internet. Now, I don't know that uh, Tiny and I may not be the funniest people he has ever seen or heard of or anything, but I appreciate him saying that. And we probably are. Yeah, definitely I am. Right. Yes. Certainly. Definitely you are. <laughs> certainly I am. But yeah, so we appreciate you listening, Colton. Now, you're going to have to self-police here if you're not listening to it with Daddy. And just know that some stuff is not appropriate for people that are in your age range. Right. And, and you're going to have to be a responsible young man and do the right thing and press pause and wait till mom and dad go to bed, bust it out and listen to it after they're gone. Yeah. When everyone out there is listening to Earth Oddity, well, if everyone was jumping off a bridge, would you do it too? That's right. Absolutely, you would. And absolutely, you should be listening to the show. <laughs> yeah. And let me just say, Colton, since you're a young man, everything I say is a parody. And nothing <laughs> I've ever said is true, uh, 100%. <laughs> and you should not live your life the way I have lived mine. Right. It will cause you a lot of heartache and pain. Yeah. And you should stay focused on your goals in life and don't get distracted by sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Instead, you should live your life like I lived my life. Sure. Look at me now. Yeah. Tiny is. <laughs> I've got a factory job. And I've got a podcast on the internet. What more could you want from life exactly. than that? Right. He's got a good <laughs> wife and good kids. I do have that. Yeah. Got a good job. And he is the host of the most popular <laughs> podcast based out of a closet in North Fort Alabama. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we goodness. can say that because Kevin don't record in the closet. Yeah. They have like a real studio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he's not in Norfolk, too. No, by the no, way, he's, he's in Tuscaloosa. There's a river between us. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have anything else? I think that about does it. Not just I want to just say thank you to everybody who has joined up and been very active in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. It's been really awesome. Uh, we've got some new followers on Instagram. So appreciate everyone making the effort to interact with us. Yes. Because we're both lonely people who <laughs> need the validation of strangers on the internet. And so if you're not a part of any of that, if you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Try to find me. I had a comment that got like 381 likes this week on a post. So. Yeah. Have you ever had a comment get that many likes? <laughs> I don't know. I bet not. <laughs> yeah. 
You're probably not as popular as I am. Just hate to lay it out there like that. So um, I'm much funnier online than I am on the podcast, too. So (laughs) you can find me. Also, to the girl who joined the Facebook group who I accidentally sent a friend request to and approved it. (laughs) I don't remember your name now, but buckle up. You're in for a wild ride. (laughs) You'll see a lot of pictures of my kids and stuff. Um, and I'm glad we're internet friends now. I don't remember your name and I could look it up, but I'm too lazy to, but <laughs> right. call into the show and be like, how bizarre is it that John just like before he even approved me, but I was just seeing if we knew each other or right. something, you know, I, if you've joined our Facebook group, I've checked out your Facebook profile just so everybody knows. That's a lot of profiles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, during the add-a-thon, when people went nuts, I didn't <laughs> get all those people. May have laid off a little yeah, bit then. Right, yeah. And you can still, everybody's still welcome to add their friends without their consent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we're on them all. Everywhere. If you would like to tweet at us on Twitter, we are at underscore Earth Oddity. Do you like to look at pictures? Sometimes we post pictures. You can check those out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. And, of course, the most popular way to get in contact with us exactly. is to call our phone number. Yes. Like Miss Jacqueline in Canada. Right. And you'll get your phone call more than likely played on the show. Unless we have a wave of phone calls, you're probably going to get on the show. You can hear your voice on this podcast. And what more (laughs) could one ask for in life? You have a voice. Let it be heard. What's that phone number? The number is 662-493-2059. This is the Earth Oddity Hotline phone number, 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.